Unnecessary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, I was trying to do a song intro, but I guess we're we're gonna move away from that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Unnecessary Confessions podcast. Please excuse me trying to be an artist. Um, my name is Gabe. My name's Yunmi. I'm Austin. And today we have a very very special podcast. We are bringing in one of our dear friends, one of the most how, I don't know how you would say it, like biggest fanatics of a certain genre. Um, introducing now, Kimberly Fung. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hello, thank you for that. Uh, interesting, welcome. Um. Yeah, honestly, I just couldn't think of a word to say, so that's why there's a big pause. Uh, Yumi, you got the editing down, so uh, we, can, we, can, we can move on from that. Um, but yeah, Kimberly is just one of our closest friends. Um, and we just wanted to bring her on to talk about a very specific topic. But first of all, okay, how do we meet Kimberly? Like we, I don't know. Austin, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I like my friendship with Kimberly kind of, why am I calling her Kimberly? Kimber. Um, yeah, I don't know why I called her Kimberly <laughs> too. This is weird. <laughs> um, kind of like progressed throughout the years. Um, I met her first through VSA or the Vietnamese Student Association on campus um, and we kind of connected because, like, oh, you're Chinese-Vietnamese, I'm Chinese-Vietnamese. Great. Um, and I stayed on board for that year. And she was here and there. I was like, oh, where's Kimber so often? And she would show up sometimes, sometimes not. Um, but it was, like, a nice casual talking. And then we, like, finally, like, finally met and, like, started having a decent friendship when we're both in a PASA. Um... And I think what I remember clearly is just one time after one event, we all decided, it was like the four of us, actually, we all decided to go to somebody's house together and just do what we do best and drop some tea. Um, And that's where I knew it was like, oh my God, Kimber just gets it. She just knows. And our friendship just started from there. It was just really great. Um, Kimber actually studied abroad um, in Korea for a little bit in the spring before she had to come back home because of COVID. And so I only like, technically our only, our friendship has lasted for in-person semester, but it's been a great year so far. Looking forward to hopefully making even more memories with her in the future if we're in person or just in life in general. But yeah, that was me. Um, yeah, I also met Kimber last year in the same um, club Austin was talking about, Apostas, and I honestly don't remember, like, the exact moment we first met, but I do remember the um, tea session that we had, and so, <laughs> where we spilled tea and just, like, uh, essentially gossiped, so, <laughs> yeah, I think from there it's just been continuing, and we've had a pretty solid friendship since then. Okay, Kimber, I'm gonna let you tell the story of how I met you. I think, <laughs> I think Kimber's the way that she remembers it is not my intentions of how it came off. So, Kimber, you can go ahead with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, meeting Gabe. I met Gabe out of Austin. You meet and Gabe. I met Gabe first. Um, he was like one of the first people I actually met coming to USC. Actually, um, and it was also through a pasta. But Gabe and I were in the same intern class. Um, and this was like the first event thing, like meetup thing that we had as a Posset interns. And we were all like sitting outside in front of like a Trader Joe's or something like that. 
Um, and like Gabe and I kind of like talked to each other because we were both sophomores. Um, and then <laughs> what? And then the fir- and then I kind of introduced myself. Like I was like, I'm Kimberly. You know, I went to UCSD. I'm a transfer student. Um, and then Gabe goes, Oh my God, you went to UCSD? Like, do you know like these two people? And I was literally like in my head, like I was like, I cannot believe like, do you know how big? It's a public school. You know, there's like six different colleges. Like so many people could be there. And you think I know? You think I know your two friends? Like, I, I left the school for a reason. Like, I didn't make a lot of relationships there. So I was like, wow, like, what a question. No, I, I don't think I'd know your friends. Okay, um, to be fair, I was I was just trying to connect. I was just trying to find something to talk about. I was like, oh my gosh, UCSD, like, yes, go Tritons. I was like, yay. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see that you you thought that me not having friends was funny to you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that, oh, Gabe only has two friends. And like, how would I know them? But no, okay, fine. That's great. Um, but yeah, okay. So now that we got that out of the way, I think there's a very important topic that we've been meaning to talk about. And that is Korean pop. Yay! Kimbers. <laughs> Kimbers is ecstatic right now. A resident um, K-pop expert, Kimbers, here. Exactly. Um, not Blackpink in your area, it's Kimbers in your area. Kimber um, is our revolution. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, calm down, Austin. Um, okay. But yeah, y'all can take it away with like, just how you got into k-pop because i as a person like didn't really get into it until like i heard about like just like other people talk about it and then they just like introduce songs like spring day by bts i was like i was like oh my gosh i was like am i about to start crying even though i don't know what any of these words mean like it was so beautiful okay but yeah y'all go into like what what how exactly did you get into k-pop in the first place i could go ahead and get started um I started listening to K-pop actually like in middle school, so it's kind of like the hipster of K-pop, just you know listening before the trend actually started. Um, but my cousin actually like introduced me to K-pop. Nobody is reacting to my hipsterness with K-pop. You think you're a tra- you think you're a trendsetter, but you're uh, not. <laughs> like wow, that was a big like like. The entire entirety of like the country of South Korea did not listen to K-pop. Only <laughs> Austin did in America. Of course, the disrespect right now. <laughs> I was a soul listener, um, and my first group that I listened to and really actually liked was Girls' Generation. Um, so they're definitely like in their thirties right now, but I just love them so much. Uh, they were a group of nine at the time, and I think. I was first confused because also I was like, I am a 12-year-old kid listening to music. I don't even understand, like, what's happening. But it was just, like, so fun to listen to. Um, And then I stopped listening because of I have no reason, like, no idea why. I just, like, dropped from it. And then suddenly it becomes... Because you're fake. You're a fake fan. We got it. Thank you. How did you know? (laughs) I am a fake fan. (laughs) Exactly. That is why I dropped out of listening to K-pop. Um, and then it got, like, super big, like, starting my freshman year again, and I started listening to BTS, and I was like, wow, they're great. Then I started listening to EXO, and I was like, oh my god, I stand." So, it's been definitely sporadic, but even though I don't really understand what I'm listening to, it's just a great beat to listen to, 
which is why I've gotten really into it. I'm glad that you, on a public forum, admitted that you're a bandwagoner. Um, given that you said, oh, it's not popular, I'm going to stop listening to it. And then when everyone else started listening to it again, you're like, oh my gosh, I was like one of the first people to listen to BTS. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from the biggest I bandwagon <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Wow. What have I bandwagoned on? <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I think words. you can name every K-pop I'm at a loss for to. words. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, anyways, that that's not true because they can't name anybody. See, obviously, nobody's naming a group. Um, BTS, so we can move on. Blackpink. <laughs> the only two groups you listen to: BTS, Blackpink. Um, I'll have you know that I've been a stan of BTS and Blackpink since probably I came out of the womb. So I want you to reconsider <laughs> your statement. Um. <laughs> I have been a uh, follower of Lisa on Instagram since 1987. So I want you to really reconsider stating that. And um, yeah, we can move on from that. (laughs) And I rest my case. Perfect. So (laughs) I could go next. Um, I mean, growing up in a Korean household, like K-pop has always been like in the house. But I never really listened to it until probably like fifth grade, sixth grade. So that's hilarious, Austin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was just trying to take the crown from my throat. God. Um, but yeah, I think the first person I listened to was G-Dragon Heartbreaker. Like, I think that was the first song I actually listened to. And I was like, whoa, this is like solid. And then I got into like Super Junior for like a hot second. Um, and that like led into like Girls' Generation and like Wonder Girls, which my Wonder Girls is definitely older than like Girls' Generation, mm-hmm. but or like around that area era. But um, got into them slightly, and then yeah, I'm, I've always had like ups and downs with K-pop in the sense like there's times where I'm really into it and I sort of like get out of it for a little bit, but then I go back into it. Um, and then in high school. My friends were really into EXO, and so I started listening to EXO, and I was like, oh, this is a really solid group. Um, So I listened to them a little bit. My friend was a BTS fan since literally day one. Like, like, she, like, showed me a BTS video, and I was like, interesting. Like, I don't know. I didn't think too much of it. And then... (laughs) Look at them now. So (laughs) Um, she honestly always, like, she's like, I'm a day one person. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like... I could vouch for her, honestly. Like, as as the bandwagon police, I think I need to um, <laughs> verify that information. Just saying. Got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then starting in high school too, I sort of got into more like K hip hop and K R and B rather than K pop. Um, and so I started listening to like Zion T and like Dean, um, and then like started watching like Show Me the Money and stuff. So then <laughs> got into like Korean hip hop naturally from there. Um, and then, yeah, and then in college, oh, towards the end of high school, I got into Seventeen. So mm-hmm. that was, like, my solid group for a while. That's another um, one of um, Gabe's bandwagoners because he, <laughs> he only knows the Don't Want to Cry, like the Wow. And that part, that's one it. Song. <laughs> one <laughs> song, one group. All right, but <laughs> hear me out. Do any of y'all know the entire dance by heart? Do you? I do. So, given that this is a podcast format, we can't show it, so that's why I'm not going to do it. But if it was video, I would. Don't worry. 
Okay, not gonna lie, I've seen him like dance it before, and I was also sort of shook. <laughs> so Gabe actually does know like parts of the dance. Like, <laughs> I could sadly vouch for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got into seventeen for a bit, and then in college, I don't think I really ever got into like a group too much. Like I listened to like the popular songs with like Blackpink or like BTS or some like seventeen songs, but not too many. Um, and yeah, that's sort of it. I haven't really gone too much into K-pop since then, I guess. So that's like where I am now, pretty much. Um, mm. But yeah, who should go? We, Kimber, you should go yeah, next. And then we'll, we'll have, have an actual K-pop listener. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. Um, so I feel like actually my first kind of like, uh, like foot in the door for K-pop was also through my cousin. Um, and she was the one who showed me, like, Wedding Dress by Taeyang from Big Bang. Um, and that was, like, a huge, huge song in, like, my high school. Um, and it was, like, so cool because all the guys were learning the dances. I'm pretty sure he was the one that, like, set the faux hawk motion into play at my high school, um, Taeyang. So that song was just, like, absolutely iconic. Um, and then my cousin also showed me, like, Nobody by Wonder Girls. Um, and they were in, like, their disco outfits and stuff. And then all of a sudden, I remember seeing them, like, performing on Teen Nick. Like, they had this really, really one-off, like, show on Teen Nick. And it was, they were, like, competing against, like, some American girl group. And it was just really, really interesting. But um, that's what I watched. And then I just kind of fell out of it. And then I ran through that whole phase of, like, why would you listen to music that you, didn't under- that you don't understand? Even though I definitely did it for, like, a solid, like, six months. And then I, and then I was just not in it Mm -hmm. um and then literally like senior year of high school um like after all of our college apps have been submitted and you just like really hit that like bored kind of like how we are now that like quarantine phase where you just don't know what to do with your life um and then Taeyang randomly came into my life again and I was watching like a cover of someone doing eyes nose lips and and then I realized that it was the same person that did wedding dress Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with the song and I was like, wow, this is so good. Like, so, so good. I really, really like this song. Um, and then I kind of, through Taeyang, I found, like, Big Bang. And I loved the album that they had put out, like, a year ago, their made album. Um, so that had, like, Bang, Bang, Bang. And, like, Let's Not Fall In Love and Sober. Bang, Bang, Bang. And that, <laughs> and that, that album was so, so good. Um, to this day, it's, like, one of my favorite albums. Um, and then I kind of just like fell into like, I'm only going to listen to YG artists and Blackpink was out at the time. They had Winner, Icon with all seven members, um, Lehigh, Akmu. Um, and then I was sort of getting into like BTS. Uh, not really, because I was like, I'm going to try to limit myself as much as possible. Um, so I had the option to go to their Wings tour, but I didn't. And I think that was one of the biggest regrets because that was the last tour that they performed Spring Day at um, in America, which was like broke my heart when I found out. Um, and then as you can see, like the detail that I'm going to, uh, this kind of like obsession has not faded. Um, I'm still very much into K-pop. Um, I think like, I like, sometimes when I introduce myself, like people kind of think Kimberly is synonymous with K-pop. Like I feel like (laughs) K-pop is like a second, like identifier for me a lot. Um, but I listen to so many groups now. Um, and I know a lot of K-pop not as much of like k-r&b and k-hip-hop but i do listen to some of those songs as well um but yeah like that's just kind of how i got into k-pop still very much into k-pop i can list like a ton of groups that i'm into i feel like i bond with friends more through k-pop as well 
Um, but yeah, Gabe, you can give your like five second story on how you got into K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not a bandwagoner on your. I'm not stealing your story, but I also listen. First, my first K-pop song was probably a wedding dress in um in middle school. Because I, I specifically remember it playing at, like, um, our, like in the dark auditorium with the freaking, like, DJ on the freaking uh, stage. And I just... And I was just like... Wow. And then I was like... Exactly. That is exactly then, how it sounds. <laughs> I mean, tell me I just am, do not have a piano in my mouth. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, and then I just, like, looked up the YouTube video and then the dance. And then I was like... Oh, I was like, yes, this is like this is this is a bop. Um, but then I didn't listen to K-pop after that, so obviously I didn't really follow through. Um, but then yeah, and then I mentioned before like BTS was kind of like my, like I heard about them in high school, and then that's kind of why I started listening to it. Um, some Blackpink. Um, oh, there's this other group. I think it's called A Pink. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A B- Okay. Yeah, I know one. Isn't like Mr. Chu? Is yeah. like their song. <laughs> yeah. So I've done. Okay, maybe I'm more, like, I was more ingrained in the K-pop in high school than, I, like, I say I am. Because, like, we, like, like, so on the badminton team, we had this thing where we, like, did an actual, like, entire dance to it. Like, we did, like, a whole <laughs> choreography to it. Like, I will never show, okay, I did, I think I showed Yumi the video before. Uh, so Yumi's seen it, but it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Like, we choreograph, like, there's movement, among, like, it's a whole thing. Um, did I, my voice just crack? Maybe, but um, we'll move on from that. Um, and then, yeah, so just, like, a lot of that stuff, and then 17, don't, don't want to cry, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was, like, very interested, but then I didn't, I don't, I don't know any other 17 song, so maybe I wasn't that interested at all, um, and then once I got to college, I didn't, like, purposely go out of my way to listen to it, but then, like, I think meeting people like Kimbers and other people who are, like, very into it, like, inspired me to watch more videos, uh, and then, like, just, like, get more ingrained, and then... I think it really wasn't until like quarantine when I actually like listen to like K-pop stuff and like like it, it'll be very random at times like I'll just send Kimber's like a K-pop video <laughs> at like 2 a.m. like I'll just text her out of nowhere I'll be like oh my gosh it's BTS <laughs> and then she'll be like hey this came out six years ago like, can you send me something more recent <laughs> at 2 a.m. and I'm like no I just found out about it right now um but yeah BTS and then like this this quarantine is like it started off with like okay in the beginning it was how you like no not how you like that it was don't know what to do blackpink that was so that's an old song right so then i was i was already late to that considering i started listening to it this year um and then it went into how you like that when it came out and then ice no dynamite and then ice cream and then everything just really like hit right now um pretty savage uh what's the other one love sick girls like i'm I'm like a day one fan, so of course I would know all these songs already. Oh my god, um, please. Oh my get, you're literally going to get I think we need to have a disclaimer before biggest. this and be like, we're in no way like backing his claims. Like, we want to stay neutral in the K pop community. We love the K pop community. Whatever we say here, please do not cancel us. That's that's funny because when I listen on Spotify, you know how they have, you are the top 1% listener of. <laughs> these these groups um i'm top 0.01 percent for blackpink and bts so i don't think y'all can y'all don't have actual evidence that y'all are bigger fans than me so i'll just leave it at that we don't have actual evidence of you saying that <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would like to see it. I would like to see the evidence, please. Um, I, I lost my phone, so uh, I can't do it right now. But I'll, I'll let you know after the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and then I guess I'll, I'll continue to grow into my fandom uh, moving into the future. Maybe even start my own dance group. Um, to <laughs> like, I've watched a, like, a lot of like like the dynamite covers for some reason and then because i watched like two now my entire youtube feed is just <laughs> BTS dynamite or blackpink how you like that cover and it's like the it's like k-pop in public like it's all it's all those <laughs> and it's like so international like there's one in russia there's one in vietnam i'm like oh my gosh this is like so cool but yeah there's so many it's crazy i think we should honestly start our own Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the look I got <laughs> right now on Zoom is just... <laughs> okay, I'll never speak of an idea ever again. <laughs> okay, but, okay. I'm curious, though, like... I now Okay, now I know how y'all started listening to it, but, like, what's kept y'all listening to K-pop? Like, what's the, what's the draw for you? Like, because then when I think of, like, in the context of, like, when I listen to, like, other music, it's, like, the musicality of it, how it makes me feel, like, I get kind of pumped up. Like, what is it about K-pop specifically? I think the songs are just, like, so good. Like, I think Blackpink is, like, one of my favorite artists right now because all of their songs sound, like, really good. Um, and I know, like, I'm not a person to stand a group and stand every one of their songs just because, like, I really love that group. I, like, will actually, like, critique their music if it's not, if it doesn't sound good. But, like, nearly all Blackpink's songs, in my opinion, sound, like, great. And... I think with, like, my other groups that I have, like, really liked, um, like, GOT7 or um, BTS is, like, I hear, listen to hear every so often, but let's say, like, Girls' Generation and Taeyeon, who is their, like, one of their lead vocalists, I listen to them because I feel like I've gotten so attached to them by, like, not only listening to their music, but also watching, like, every single YouTube video about them. And it's just, like, I feel mm. like I'm not trying to be a stalker, but... I feel like I know so much about them through all the content they have. Because they go through so many, like, variety shows. Or they go through so many, like, YouTube series. And it's, like, nice watching that. And I'm, like, I think I stay within K-pop because I get a glimpse of their life. And they have, like, really entertaining videos. Especially GOT7. Because I feel like they're just so crazy and just so energetic. And I love that vibe. Um, and they also produce really great music. And so that, like, balance has been... Like, I really find that in K-pop. Because, like, even in American music, like, some artists don't really produce music so often and they don't really put on variety shows or like do that kind of thing that k-pop artists do and i think i've just gotten more attached to k-pop artists and like really like root them on with the music they have um i guess for me like i kind of align a lot more with what austin said um i think a lot of my friends in high school when they were like oh kimberly like k-pop like that's so weird like this is just a phase you know you're just bored um and here i am like as a senior in college still like just as obsessed if not more um so it's definitely like a shocker to a lot of people um but yeah i think it's because it's kind of like k-pop is k-pop is just like this whole package and i think people kind of like hate on it because it is sometimes a bit too manufactured but i think that manufactured aspect is is what drives like why it's so intriguing and why it's so captivating and it really hooks like its audience a lot because it's like you know it's kind of like formulated to do that right like from the whole from 
like the catchy hooks, like the point dances within each of the choreographies, the way that each member is so selectively chosen because of like their looks, their vocals, their rapping skills, their dancing skills, and then like their variety skills as well, like how well are they able to convey themselves like on a show. I think that's really mm-hmm. interesting in K-pop. Um, but I think like just from first glimpse, like K-pop is just so like aesthetically pleasing as well. Like the music videos are so different from like American ones too. Um, and I think that was also like another thing, like in American music, I kind of just listen to like typical pop, like, I don't know, like Taylor Swift and stuff like that. Like no shade to Taylor Swift. She's great, but like. <laughs> RP all the Taylor Swift fans out there. <laughs> this is like all the fans right now. Please don't come after me. But like, I don't know, it's just so different, you know, like, and it doesn't help that there's like in BTS, there's like seven like amazingly aesthetically looking like attractive people, you know, like it doesn't hurt that you have that um but yeah like I feel like k-pop just has so many different elements that you can like attach to and if you like don't necessarily like the songs like you can love their personalities you like would want to be friends with them if you're not really into that like the songs are still pretty good if you don't like music you like the choreography like there's just so many elements to k-pop that you can like get you know like you can like find your own place in it so yeah that's true because it's like a whole industry, right? Because it's like not just like... Because then like the whole like recruiting process for that I heard is like really like intense too, right? Yeah. Just like the training aspect of it as well. Like um, like you have to get like scouted. And if you're not scout... Like scouting is mostly just because of the way you look. And then you can audition. Mm-hmm. But people who audition like rarely get in. Like you have to be super, super good. Um, you have to fit in in a certain like age group as well. Um, mm. and yeah, like the trading process, especially like rumored for certain companies, like it's just, it's just pretty like grueling and stuff like that. Like literally for one of the companies, they call it a dungeon. Um, so that's like pretty bad. Huh? It's, it's YG. <laughs> so it's the company that like Blackpink and Big Bang came okay. from. Um, yeah, they call it like the YG dungeon because like your artists kind of like go in and they like train and all that stuff. And then they, they sometimes they'll like never see the light of day. <laughs> but yeah yeah because really sucky because like some trainees will literally go through the training process but may not debut right they may not actually like be in a group and so Mm -hmm. you're like putting all this effort into becoming an idol and also like hopefully getting like financial gain from being an idol Mm -hmm. but you may just be stuck within the training process right and then if you never debut and you're like say 20 and all you've ever done is trained in your life then like where do you go from there you know um and then there's also like the whole aspect of like sometimes like if you're not within like the bigger companies like the big three which is sm jyp um and yg and then now including big hit um and big hit has acquired like pletus um which is which is the company that hosts 17 so if you're in one of those like Mm. smaller groups sometimes even if you do debut you have to pay back all of the debt that that company has invested in you to debut so groups like Mamamoo, like the reason why they're they're always performing and like they're always out there is because they have so much money to give back to their company before they actually get to profit off of it themselves. If that makes sense, unless they're like doing yeah. a ton of other like outside advertisements, um, that's like solely for them. Um, yeah, so like the whole industry is just really really difficult to get into, and it's also really secretive. So all of these like news. I could be, like, it could be all wrong. Like, all the information I'm saying could be all wrong because it's just from (laughs) articles I've read. But, you know. (laughs) Kimberly gives a five-minute informational about K-pop industry. (laughs) Also, it could all be false. um, Don't fact check us. No, that's crazy. It's definitely insane. Like, 
And it's sort of unfortunate because a lot of trainees, like, their goal, obviously, is to debut. And they sort of think, like, that's my opportunity, that's my big break. But then once you debut, there's hundreds of groups also debuting the same year as you. So it's like, (laughs) now you're in the whole ecosystem of K-pop. And it's like, it's such an intense industry because at the end of the day, the groups that we're seeing, they're, like, less than 10% of the actual groups that end up debuting in Korea. Um, Mm. And so it's just a really intense, like, process. And then even after you debut, it's, again, a whole, like, the competition is just insane in Korea. Yeah. It's just really difficult to stand out because a lot of the concepts are super repetitive. Like, I don't know, there's there's even groups from, like, bigger companies like Cube Entertainment. um, And Cube has groups like G-Idol. They have, they had Hyuna, which is, like, a really big one. They had, like, a big solo artist. They had 4-Minute. Um, but then, like, they have a group currently now called CLC, and they're in, like, their sixth year, and not a lot of people know about them, um, which is just really sucky, because the, when they debuted, they didn't really, like, they debuted the same year as Twice, and they also came out with the cutesy concept, so obviously, like, Twice kind of, like, won that category, so, CSO, so CLC got shoved to the side, and not a lot of people know about them, so now they have to, like, revamp, um, and that's really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Gabe also likes Twice. Yeah, I was about to say, Twice is also uh, one of my day one uh, K-pop groups. You know, um, What is Love? Um... The way that's, like, not <laughs> even close to, like, their debut song. Like, wow. <laughs> oh, even earlier, um, TT. Uh, I know the entire dance. Um, Yumi can also vouch for that one as well. Unfortunately, <laughs> for her eyes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's crazy. And then, like, each, and then each group has, like... Like there's like speci- is there like specific roles within the group? Isn't there like something like the vis- quote unquote like visual and then like the like the dancer like there's like specific roles that you get recruited for, right? So there's always like a leader, um, and there's like your visual and like your center and your like main vocal, lead vocal, main dancer, lead dancer, main rapper, lead rapper. Um, but I feel like a lot of the groups are kind of leading leaning away towards this now because I feel like when you get okay. into the industry, you kind of have to be like. You kind of have to be like all like an all around like great yeah package kind of that makes sense yeah yeah and i'm like i see that a lot in older groups like let's say girls generation again bringing them up like they're nine girls or there used to be nine girls in the group and so not all of them are gonna like stand out like vocally and so they did like assign those roles eventually and you kind of noticed like okay, that person, like, really knows how to sing well. That person's, like, very, like, aesthetically pleasing. And so they kind of fell into those categories. But especially with, like, Mm. groups now or, like, smaller groups, too, they don't really, like, distinguish those roles. They're, like, everybody's kind of, like, an all-around role. Mm. Um, And I think just, like, I'm curious to know, just, like, within our groups that we, like, all kind of know, let's just, like, let's just say maybe, like, Seventeen, BTS, and Blackpink. Let's, like, let's break down the faves of each one and again disclaimer we are uh, lovers of k-pop we love everybody but we just have we're sharing our preferences and we're not here to hurt anybody so yumi why don't you kick us off with your bias from bts which is the wrong answer but (laughs) um wow austin thank you for handing it off to me first (laughs) it's my pleasure (laughs) amazing so for BTS, I originally liked V, um, 
And the only reason why I he's not my bias anymore is because his Korean name is really similar to my older brother's name, and it just like weirds me out. <laughs> so I decided to drop V. Sorry, V. Um, he's still a great looking man, but um, I think my bias now would be Jimin or Jungkook. Ah, okay. So my BTS originally, I really liked. I also really liked um, V, um, but then like. I think your like biases grow as you get into the group more, um, and he had like a really like four D personality at times. Like I remember watching some of the some of the things that they did, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I would like get along with his personality. Um, so then I really liked Jimin um, for a bit, but also like he looked a little too baby for me. So then now I like Jungkook, and I've been Jungkook biased for a really long time. Yeah, game. Awesome, you go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you don't want to hear mine. <laughs> um, I also like back uh, went back and forth with some of my, my biases in BTS. I started with off with J-Hope. I thought he had like a really fun personality. And I was like, I don't know how to describe it, like bouncy, like just all over the place sometimes when I was like watching the like whatever series they were on. But now I actually, opposite to y'all, my bias is V. One, because, man, that boy, that boy, guy, dude, um, is so good looking. Like, crazy good looking. And his voice is, like, a mixture of, like, raspy and just, like, very deep, too. And so I'm like, chef's kiss at that point. Like, <laughs> do you need to do anything more? Um, and so, yeah, that's my bias for now. Gabe, end it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Gabe. <laughs> we need to hear. <laughs> um, okay. When I first didn't know anything about the group, um, the the my bias I said was, I don't know if he goes by RM or Rap Monster, but because he was a rapper, so I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and it was the it was the one name that I knew, so I was like. He'll be my bias. Um, but then as I actually, like, started to listen to it, I mean, it's hard not to prefer... Or not prefer. Uh, it's hard for your bias not to be V or Jungkook because, um, you know, there's... there's there's just amazing. And then, and then Kimber sent us that video of Jungkook singing Savage Love. <laughs> Savage Love on a couch with, with his beautiful vocals. And I was like... His hair and, like, right. his tattoos and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. The way he, like, paused himself before he cut. Or he didn't even cut. Like, he just, like, bleeped himself. Oh. Yeah. And they hit those little mini dabs. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Let's get it. But, yeah. I would say I would say between uh, V and Junker. But, and then, also, isn't the thing about V, like, he has, like, a super symmetrical face? Yes. Like, isn't that, like, the, the, the like, yeah, what people call, talk about? So, He's I mean, so I can't beautiful. stop. I can't stop looking at how symmetrical it is. It's like homie wears sunglasses, and it looks like the exact same, like the exact same width. Um, but yeah, I would say that. What about okay? I don't know. Y'all can do your seventeen biases. I just don't know. But like, what about Blackpink? I feel like we may all have distinct ones in this one. I'm oh. not sure though. Yeah, I'll start I off. We... Oh, okay. No, go for it. No, Amber. I was gonna say like, um, you can start off, but I definitely think we've talked about this before. And I think we all have different biases. I think, like, we each oh, have... Is... I, know, I know Austin and Gabe's for sure, but Yumi, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but we'll I know you, I Mace. get a lot of hate for who I like. <laughs> Don't say that, Kimber. <laughs> 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 I 
And I will defend her with my life. (laughs) Okay, let let me get started. Um, My bias for Blackpink hopped back and forth, but it started off as Lisa, because, like, Lisa, amazing. Whole package. She's amazing dancer, rapper, and she also sometimes sings in songs, too. Fantastic. But then it transitioned, not, like, super recently, but more recently to Jisoo. Um, I kind of lean towards, like, I don't want to sound super artificial, but I am, but I kind of lean towards, like, the <laughs> visual of the group. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> yeah. I was, like, Girls' Generation, I, like, uh, Imuna, who's, like, the visual of that group. Of course you would, <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> and then just, like, I pick a lot of the visuals. Um, oh, God, I'm so fake. But I just think Jisoo is just so underrated, and doesn't like get the credit she deserves like she works super hard to be in blackpink and yes like she doesn't like her skills are like constantly growing because in the beginning it wasn't like fantastic but her english is getting better her like singing is getting better her dancing is getting better and i mean you know how i'm like all about that growth mindset and so (laughs) (laughs) jisoo really expresses that growth mindset that i'm into and i've heard that she has the most stable voice in concerts and so, like, what is their visual, stable voice, growth mindset? Like, come on. <laughs> Bam. Jisoo. They definitely need to put that on their Wikipedia profile. <laughs> growth mindset. <laughs> Why you should win. stand Blackpink. <laughs> Jisoo has a growth mindset. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was going to say, did you just, um, really quickly, did you enjoy the fact that she had a solid three seconds uh, in ice cream? (laughs) Oh my god, okay. Let me talk about that really quickly. (laughs) That line distribution was so unfair for Jisoo. Like, she, like, okay, at first I thought I was like, okay, maybe because it's an all-English song, like, they don't want her to sing so much English, but they have other English songs in the album where she's singing a lot of English. And so I'm like, huh? First of all, that three-second line, impactful. Oh my god. She ate it up. Oh my god. She made Truly. the cherry the, like hers. <laughs> that cherry that she was holding really brought me to tears. Um, and t- like, why does Selena Gomez have to take up like all of the lines? I'm s- okay. like, wait, uh, oh my god. Gabe likes Selena Gomez. Um, but. I just think Jisoo was just so robbed at that moment. Like, my heart went out to her, but I'm so glad she had that cherry with her. Closing statement. (laughs) I mean, Jisoo or a wizard of Waverly Place. um, Jisoo. Truly. (laughs) Still Jisoo. Truly. Everything is not what it seems. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yumi, you were going to say? You were going to go. Okay, mine definitely overlaps. But my bias would have to be Lisa, just because I think her presence from, like, day one always stood out to me. And, like, her dancing, obviously, everyone knows is amazing. Um, But I really like Rosé's voice. So I like her singing. But I would say, like, my bias would have to be, like, Lisa. Rosé's voice is so nice. Like, I never, I, like, actually really started appreciating it with this album. Because I feel like sometimes, like, Lisa with rapping or, like, Jenny with rapping is, like, supposed to be more harsh because they're sound, like, supposed to sound powerful, but then Rosé just comes in and it's like, angelic voice, and it's like, well, it's just like, cured everything. 
Yeah, definitely this album, what, like, it showcased a lot more of Jisoo and Rosé's part. I think this album, like, I also definitely saw the growth mindset in Jisoo. Like, she improved Thank so, you. Thank so you. much. <laughs> like, when she first came out in Lovesick Girls, oh my god, it was so good. I, I really felt the power of Jisoo that Austin kept talking about. Um, but my bias... The most controversial person in Blackpink. <laughs> I love, love, love Jenny Kim. I think people hate on her all the time, but I think she's like the perfect package. I love, like, my biases are always the ones that look, or I guess outside of like BTS, but the ones I typically go for straight first are the ones that look super, super well off. Um, so I kind of also a little bit materialistic, just a little bit. But- <laughs> Like, I went, wait, okay, wait, so wait. I went for like the visual, like <laughs> my artificialness was like just visually appealing, and Kimber's like, give me the money. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. But she just How do you looks know? like she looks like she embodies wealth. Like when she wears the sh- like she's a Chanel ambassador. Like she just looks so good. Um, yeah, but I know people like really hate on her, but I don't really get why. Like. Like, she had, like, she had that whole, like, Lazy Jenny scandal, but I feel like a lot of people should, are, like, over it, or they should be over it, um, because, like, who knows, like, how much she was going through at the time, you know? Like, maybe she just had, like, people were kind of, like, analyzing a lot of her, like, videos and what she was saying and, like, her, like, making a lot of assumptions about her mental health and where, and her standing with the group and how she got in the group, and I just think, like, all that's just super unnecessary, um, you know? And I think in this album, like, I, all, you can see like all four girls really really shining but you can also see like their change in their like you can see like how positive their attitudes are just because they're finally getting an album and they're doing music their original like reason why they're in YG not to be like models or like <laughs> brand ambassadors for like these like expense you know for these like luxury brands um, but mm. yeah like love Jenny can have a whole conversation about her but yes come at me mm. No, I don't think people are going to come after you for your bias being Jenny. I think, <laughs> I think it might be some of the reasoning <laughs> a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's a little questionable. But um, you know what? We all have our own opinions. <laughs> um, but, you know, there is a right opinion. And the right opinion that was already mentioned in this chat is Yumi's opinion, which my bias is also Lisa. Bandwagon. Um, <sighs> just the raps amazing the dancing flawless and then when <laughs> when she rhymes lisa with lisa <laughs> in her lines when she said <laughs> what, what was the line again it was mona like mona lisa kind of lisa mona lisa kind of lisa when my lease up visa oh my gosh like <laughs> i would i would <laughs> i could never i could never black lyrics are just sometimes so meaningful <laughs> <laughs> She said, Mona Lisa, kind of Lisa. And I just immediately, I was in France. So (laughs) (laughs) I think it it really, just Lisa is, it stands out to me in the group. Um, While you may, Austin uh, and Kimber, you might have your other opinions. Uh, You, me, and I know what's up. (laughs) And I hope we don't get flamed in the comments uh, for this video. Um, But with that, that kind of wraps up our podcast for today. We're kind of hitting our time. Uh, We really appreciate you for listening in today. Kimbers, we really appreciate you coming out and speaking about some of your interesting, (laughs) some of your 
interesting opinions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we really enjoy having you and we hope to have you again sometime in the future. But with that, um, thank you for listening again. Please follow us on our social media. Our Instagram handle is Unnecessary Confessions. Um, follow our podcast. We come out with one every week. Uh, hopefully you didn't get turned away from the fact that uh, <laughs> from some of our opinions today. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.